1: Welcome to the Shit Show.
0: Oh hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random.
1: Kia ora, everybody! Happy
0: Friday, welcome back to the Shit Show.
1: How's your week been, Nick?
0: Ah, it's been good. It's been good please pretty, pretty slow, uh, slow news-wise, but...
1: Yeah, that's something I wanted to sort of talk about because while, obviously, I've been writing the newsletter every day, didn't mean to plug it this early, but go sign up to the daily newsletter. And it's been a bit of an interesting one. I mean, I know that when I say slow news week... It's not been slow for a lot of people in the world, right? Yeah. But when we say it, it's sort of like that, that there hasn't been these global, global things that have been sparking up in the news.
0: It means you can deep dive and find the really interesting stories, though, right?
1: It means you sort of have to. Yeah. It means you have to find like the weird niche stuff, which is basically what the shit show is. So, kind of good for us.
0: There have been a couple of anniversaries this week as well.
1: There have been. So Shit You Should Care About had our three-year anniversary, which is both like it feels like it's been all the time in the world and no time at all, but really cool because it's been three years. We now have three podcasts, a newsletter, three mil people following, like a lot of threes, and all three of us are employed. So thank you to everyone that's followed us, supported us, shouted us coffee or shouted us bubbles on the day of our anniversary. We had some socially distanced bubbles. By the way, we went into level three um, up here in Auckland, Tamaki Makoto. That was a bit different for My week, I got to actually have a takeaway coffee, now.
0: I was going to ask, what was your first takeaways? Was it just the coffee?
1: Oat milk, flat white. But we've actually got a mocha master now, so... Look, I don't even know if I need to be buying takeaway coffees.
0: You had to do it for the novelty though.
1: Had to do it. Had to do it. Nick, what's the other anniversary you were talking about?
0: It's the one year anniversary of the Fleetwood Mac skateboard dude.
1: Oh my god. Nathan Apodaca?
0: Yeah, is that how you pronounce his name? Oh, look. I don't know. I
1: don't know, but I remember talking about him on a podcast with Liv.
0: It's been a big year for Nathan. Uh, when he posted his famous TikTok video, he was living in a trailer without running water and working in a potato factory. He shot the TikTok after his car broke down and he was skateboarding home instead.
1: Aww. It's it's such a relaxing video. And and it's actually the, what is that the second most liked video on TikTok?
0: Of 2020, yeah. Holy fuck. Ocean Spray, the, the cranberry juice he was holding, had a really good year as well. And Fleetwood Mac's dreams went back into the top 10. So,
1: Oh my god, yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, the TikTok is of Nathan... Looking real chill on a skateboard, drinking some ocean spray cranberry juice and listening to Fleetwood Mac's dreams. Basically, it was iconic. Nick just told me that he was in a commercial with Snoop Dogg and he bought a home for his family.
0: Fantastic. The power of virality.
1: That is so, so cute. So, Nick, like big ups to Nathan. But I want to know... What was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week?
0: The weirdest thing I saw on the internet this week is Amazon's new home robot.
1: Okay, so they've already got, like, Alexa. So is it, like, a robot robot?
0: A robot robot. This is, like, Alexa on wheels. It's called Astro. It's about half a metre tall, nine kilos and it costs about a grand US.
1: Oh, my God. That's, okay, why does that not feel like it costs that much? Um, For your own robot?
0: Yeah, your own robot, but it can't do much. It can follow you around, identify intruders, and it's got a drink holder on the back so it can deliver beers, which I think is a pretty cool feature.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, it, But it really can't do much. Like, if there's intruders that it detects, it can't really chase them down, can it?
0: Well, no. I can't imagine it's that fast, and I guess with a a good kick that intruder could probably put it out of action
1: you guys should watch our extremely online episode um are robots taking over the world they're all in our igtv and this reminds me of like the theory that robots are going to recognize their own intelligence and then turn on humans um, because we've made them too artificially intelligent and that's the world's just going to be overtaken by little wallies nick does astro look like Wally?
0: It kind of does. It's small. It's kind of cute.
1: Yeah, okay. How weird is it that we sort of humanise, like, these robots? Well,
0: it's got eyes. It's got a little screen. It's got eyes.
1: Yeah, see, what the fuck? And, like, you know, the little Mars rover, how it had its own Twitter account and stuff? Yeah. I find that a really weird phenomenon that we... Have to humanize these freaky little computers i
0: don 't know about it. I think it 's still pretty creepy. I think it 's just another way of Jeffrey getting getting further and further into our lives
1: Jeffrey Bezos, Jeffrey Bezos have you all heard that song from Bob Burnham? Have you heard it, Nick?
0: Yes, yeah, come on, Jeffrey.
1: come on, Jeffrey. You can do it. come on, Jeffrey, but you back into it, or something like that anyway. um the weirdest thing I saw on the internet. This isn't the weirdest thing because it's very Kanye, but just the fact that there's been a documentary filmed about Kanye over 21 years. Um, they released the promo this week, but it's called Genius, like Genius, but it's spelled J-E-E-N hyphen Y-U-S. Genius. I'm not
0: sure about the name. No. I'm pretty excited for the doco, but the name seems a little bit. A little bit Kanye to me.
1: It's, it's a little bit Kanye. It's a, it's in a genre of its own. But I am actually really excited for the documentary as well. Also, I just read on Twitter right before jumping on Mike, that Eminem is opening a restaurant called Mum Spaghetti.
0: Okay, well that's that writes itself, doesn't it?
1: That's fucking twenty twenty one. A Eminem like, a little bit out of the moment, quite a lot out of the moment, Um, went on a really bad song with Ed Sheeran, which we spoke about on last week's Culture Vultures. so you guys should go and listen, but yeah, he's opening a restaurant, I think it's in Detroit, it's called Mum Spaghetti, after, you know, lose yourself, Um, his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, there's vomit on a sweater already, Mom's Spaghetti, why'd I do that? <laughs>
0: I don't know, Lucy, but you recorded it though.
1: It was going so well, why did I do that? No, I'm actually like replaying that in my
0: head. That was like 20 seconds of you riffing. That's, uh... No, but
1: why did I say mum spaghetti?
0: <laughs> like that.
1: Okay, okay. We need to like turn this into That's a serious in. news That's podcast so that I don't do shit like that.
0: The food poisoning. The food poisoning case writes itself though. Vomit on a on the sweater. I
1: vomit on the sweater already. Oh yeah. Okay. Actually, that's kind of a good tweet. I'm gonna tweet something like that from the Siska account to put on the shit show. You can you can help me write it.
0: Okay, everyone, go and see if Lucy pulled through.
1: Yeah, go have a look at the shit show account, which Nick runs. Also, he's doing a really good job at it. Nick, we've been talking about weird news. I think it's time we got to some actual news. What is your first story for me today?
0: Well. China might actually be serious about banning Bitcoin.
1: Oh. Yeah. Wait, first question. The whole point of crypto is that it's unregulated and governments can't touch it, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, that is... Then
1: how do heck are they going to ban it?
0: (laughs) They just ban Chinese companies from allowing Chinese people to register and and, um, buy and sell Bitcoin through Chinese trading platforms, I guess.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry, I rudely interrupted before you'd even told the story. Give me a bit of a <laughs> lowdown on China banning Bitcoin.
0: Right. So China on last Friday um, said that cryptocurrency transactions and mining are illegal. Uh, this is the country's strongest stance against a non-government issued currency to date.
1: Mm. Um
0: in a statement, the People's Bank of China said the rules are necessary to maintain national security and social stability.
1: To maintain power and control. <laughs> exactly.
0: They're a little bit threatened by a new currency on the block that they can't control. China have done something similar to this a couple of times in the past. The earliest dates back to 2013 when China banned banks from handling Bitcoin as the government didn't consider it a currency. Um, Oh. But that was a long, long time ago. To put it into perspective, that was back when Bitcoin was trading at $1,000 US a coin. And now it's over 41000
1: Holy fuck. Um, is China still making their own digital currency? Not a cryptocurrency, but I was listening to a podcast about them making a fully digital currency.
0: Yeah, well, maybe this is laying the building blocks for a, for a hard launch of that. Getting getting rid of the competition is always a pretty good way to uh, ensure that your product is, is number one.
1: God, they're literally cracking down on like I mean, last week we talked about tech and fandom and gaming and now money. It's like everything new and sort of exciting.
0: It just yeah, what what are they gonna ban next? Hopefully not Instagram.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Well, no, wouldn't they have their own version of Instagram? Because they have all their own apps, like they have their own vi- version of TikTok. and um, Their own Facebook. Yeah, like their own internet. So if they have their own sort of Facebook, they're definitely, banning Instagram probably wouldn't be an issue for us.
0: Speaking of banning, it seems like BTS have banned James Corden. <laughs>
1: That was a stretch, but I kind of liked the segue. Thank
0: you. I'm just taking what I can get. I
1: love that. So, okay, everyone. James Corden. First of all, did anyone see that video of him going viral on Twitter, Nick? Did you see it? Of him in the rat suit thrusting?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I saw no. it. No. Sadly, Honestly, I saw it.
1: Cursed video. Cursed video. Cursed video.
0: <laughs> hey, cursed video alert. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> That's going to become a new transition. Like, cursed video. No, the mum's spaghetti. <laughs> We should make that into a transition. (laughs) Okay. All right. So now that we've gotten past the cursed video, we all know that I am a big advocate for not shitting on stands or for people being fans of things, especially young women who just pretty much get shat on for liking anything. It's really hard to have interests um, when you're a teenage girl sort of growing up and having people take them seriously. And this week, James Corden has been the latest person to sort of shit on probably the group of fans that you, like, should be the most scared of, who are the most politically and internetly and just socially active, the BTS ARMY. So a little bit of context. In a monologue on The Late Late Show, James Corden said this. The United Nations General Assembly kicked off this morning in New York City, and it started with some pretty unusual visitors. BTS were there. BTS visited the UN, and here's... Although lots of people saying why are BTS? uh, The world leaders have no choice but to take BTS seriously. At the end of the day, BTS has one of the largest armies... On planet Earth. Historic moment. It actually marks the first time 15-year-old girls everywhere found themselves wishing that they were Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez. So, what he's saying is that basically after BTS spoke at the United Nations General Assembly, which, first of all, he called it unusual, but this was actually their third appearance um, at the UN, speaking at various UN sort of events. They have been very sort of influential. Like, they're quite... I don't know, into this shit. Anyway, he then went on to make that comment that you heard about 15-year-old girls. Now, the 15-year-old girls and the BTS fans alike, to which they are definitely not just 15-year-old girls, and, and it wouldn't even matter if they are, but they really weren't having a bar of this at all. So they they banded together, the BTS army, and they absolutely fucking tanked the ratings um, for the Late Late Show with James Corden. Like, I feel like with stans, especially the BTS army, they just, they do what they can. Like, the li- they couldn't go and talk to James Corden and, like, get their voice heard and say, you know, like, don't shit on us. You are meant to be... Like, he's known... To- they named him Papa Mochi because he was, like, such an ally to the stans. But they've since revoked that. They've banned him from having that name. But they sort of do whatever they can to make their presence known. Like when, um, during Black Lives Matter, they matched the $1 million donation that BTS made to the cause. They raised money for India's COVID relief. And do you remember when they, they banded together to sell out Trump's rally? To,
0: to troll Trump, yeah. I was going to say that. I was like, the, the power of, of, of so many people.
1: Yes, and, and honestly, BTS really bands together like no other. So James Corden, he really, yeah, he... If he was going to mess with someone, it probably shouldn't have been them.
0: He messed with the wrong fandom. He's
1: also been known, just on a side note, to um, have made some quite culturally insensitive comments about some of the um – you know the James Corden Feel Your Guts or Spill Your Guts yeah. um talk show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's been known to sort of make some comments about some of the food that's actually um either a traditional food of some countries or cultures or just something that's quite normal for them to eat and make really rude and, and sensitive comments comments about them. So maybe this was a long time coming. Regardless the BTS stands will always come out on top and I love them for it.
0: We stand BTS stands.
1: <laughs> we do. Nick, what's your next story for me, doll?
0: Well, it seems like Brexit is biting back in the UK.
1: Okay, I did not expect to have a Brexit section in this podcast, but that is why I love doing it with you, because we bring such different news.
0: Yeah, we have very different internets, don't we?
1: Yes, which I just think is great. Anyway, what's happening with Brexit?
0: Basically, people in the UK are panic buying fuel from the fuel stations because there aren't enough truck drivers to drive the fuel around the country.
1: Oh, my God. So what does this have to do with Brexit?
0: When Brexit came into effect, uh, tens of thousands of truck drivers from Europe got their visas revoked, and now there aren't enough truck drivers in the UK to distribute fuel around the country.
1: Oh, my God. So they've shot themselves in the foot?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or in the tyre?
1: Oh, my God. So it's like people panic buying um, toilet paper, but they're doing it with fuel.
0: Exactly. Exactly right.
1: Oh my god, Brexit.
0: The UK's Conservative government announced it will issue a whole lot of emergency visas to foreign truck drivers to prevent Christmas without chicken or toys. <laughs> <What> now, chicken. <laughs> chicken is important because they're offering 5,500 visas for poultry workers.
1: Okay, so basically what they've done is Brexit's come in, they've revoked a whole lot of visas, and now they actually just need these the same people to have the visas again
0: exactly so yeah
1: oh my god and will someone think of the chicken oh will someone
0: think of the chicken oh my god <laughs>
1: will someone think of the chicken you are thinking of the chicken which is nice
0: well yeah i think the conservatives are thinking about chicken on their christmas table that's what that's what they that's what they're focused <laughs> oh my, on my fucking god it just seems like a really small patch over a really big hole to me yes
1: exactly it doesn't really sound like it's doing much to help much but
0: it's not really solving the problem, is it? So we'll 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 see what happens there in the UK. If you if you're from the UK, and know a little bit more about this, hit us up.
1: And again, Nick, to bring a bit of low brownness to this podcast, I'm going to talk about Will Smith, who has just entered his fuck it fifties.
0: Is that a is that a you? Did you make that up?
1: <laughs> no, I just read um, an interview with him in GQ, and like the most interesting part about it was that he he says he's entered his fuck it 50s which consists of him setting out on a journey to find himself and find happiness basically it's like you know wellness culture it's like when you get to that age and you're just sort of like i have some money to spend i'ma get I'm going to get happy and I'm going to find myself.
0: It's a a little bit more extravagant than a personal trainer by the looks of things. Do you want to tell us what he's he's been up to?
1: Yes. So he's rented a house in Utah and sat in solitude for 14 days. He traveled to Peru for more than a dozen, I think it's pronounced ayahuasca or, um, you know, that like sacred beverage that basically acts as a hallucinogenic and is meant to help you like find yourself. Have you heard of that name?
0: Uh, sounds familiar
1: yeah it was used for spiritual and religious purposes um by amazonian tribes and when i was living in Colombia, i actually got invited to go on go to one of these retreats oh really um yeah i obviously didn't go but um naturally this this amazonian ritual has been commodified for wellness reasons um but yes will smith did that even though he'd never even smoked weed and he barely drunk he said it was his first tiny taste of freedom and the unparalleled greatest feeling he's ever had he also opened a stand-up show for Dave Chappelle he began traveling without security for the first time pretty much ever and just sort of opening himself to what he calls the fruits of the human experience but the most interesting part of this whole thing is he opens up about his sort of kinks or his sexual fantasies um he's been working with an intimacy coach for years a woman called Michaela Bohm and he said to her that if he could have anything in the world he would want a bunch of girlfriends including Misty Copeland and Halle Berry he said he wanted about 20 girlfriends um and then for the rest of that session, the two of him, the, the two of them, him and his um, intimacy coach, researched the specific woman who could sort of fulfil his his dream. And then their plan was to begin contacting them.
0: Right. Okay. So he had me in the first half with all this this travel without security, <laughs> but then it's majorly sort of. Taking a turn
1: it's taken a turn he said he he was very open with GQ he's writing a book so I guess he's trying to create some hype for his book and he knew this would get headlines but he said there's like some things he will not even tell obviously GQ um but about this group of 20 girlfriends that he wanted he said I don't know where I saw it but the idea of traveling with 20 women that I loved and took care of and all of that it seemed like a really great idea and then after we played it out a little bit, I was like, that would be horrific. That would be horrific. Can you imagine how miserable? So that's a little bit of a look into Will Smith's sort of mind, where he's at. A bit of a chicken.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now, I like Will Smith. So I'm glad I. that he's finding himself a little bit more.
1: Yeah, and he's just sort of being who he wants to be. I feel like, you know, when you're 50s, you do sort of just need to be like, fuck it. Like, it's my life. He must
0: have had a crazy life so far with security and the the rigours of being a celebrity. So, it's cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Nick, now we're getting to some of our wonderful recurring segments. Do you have a good news story for me?
0: I do. Even though the news this week hasn't been terribly bad, uh, something cool is coming out of Hawaii. Uh, they, The state has said that they're going to pledge to plant and restore uh, 100 million trees throughout Hawaii by 2030.
1: Aww. That is great.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And to meet this goal, the land department said it will focus on protecting existing forests and planting trees in rural and urban areas. Cool for, cool for Hawaii. like
1: That's sick for Hawaii. Also, not to plug again, but you should go and listen to our pod- podcast on the White Lotus, which is based in Hawaii. Um, If you want to see what white privilege can do to the land and why they maybe need to plant 100 million new trees.
0: Lucy, right, we didn't plan it like that, but you've got a podcast for everything.
1: I know. It's because, Nick, she's just on the pulse.
0: It's almost like culture is entwined with the world that we live in. So, Uh, Lucy, did you have a comment of the week?
1: I did have a comment of the week. Now, as of about a few hours ago, the comment of the week was... um, On a photo of Harry Styles that said, bro, this page has kind of got me into a low-key Harry Styles stan, lameo, and it had like 2,000 likes. I just thought that was very cool. Unintentional, but you know what? If the shoe fits, come be a Harry Styles stan. But my actual favorite comments were, I just posted a New Zealand um, no bullshit COVID update and a guy commented... Quick question, why is your country still okay with lockdowns after nearly two years? Now, this guy's from the US. How can you tell? The the way that our our followers or our community banded together to sort of quite kindly school this guy was so fun, so I posted it in a feed post. I said to him, because we don't want to get COVID-19, someone else said, and because they're not the US, someone said, Because they're not okay with letting thousands of people die or become super ill and overwhelm the health system. Someone else says, Because the majority understands that they're, meaning lockdowns, the best way to stop the spread and allow us to resume the reasonably free lifestyle we were previously enjoying ASAP. Someone else said, Because they care about the community as a whole, not just themselves. Because we prefer it when people don't die.
0: Just about sums it up, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and I just thought it was really nice how people didn't really get on the attack. They just sort of commented what needed to be said and left it there.
0: There's enough negativity around COVID at the moment. To add on to that, everybody go get your vax if you haven't.
1: Yeah, oh, fucking go get your vax. I've had one. Nick, have you had one or two?
0: I've had one. Soon to be two.
1: Nice. Did you have a comment of the week, Nick?
0: I did. Yeah, so underneath the thread about your phone listening to you, which you covered in this week's extremely online episode the emily bird commented honestly this is more terrifying than if my phone was simply listening to me
1: it honestly is you guys should go and watch that video because your phone's not listening to you but what it's doing is even creepier
0: it is insane i've got a marketing degree so this stuff isn't totally new to me but even i'm surprised at how Extreme things are getting in the uh, in the advertising space.
1: That's funny. You saying even I'm surprised as if having a marketing degree like gives you all of the knowledge in the world. Like even me, yeah, the one who knows even
0: everything. even me. <laughs> you didn't have to go in on me like that.
1: Sorry, but like the shit that we don't know that's happening, like we would never get taught it because it's quite sinister. But. Yes, today's episode of Extreme Online actually is about dark patterns and the way that, you know, those little, how they make it really hard to click the X's on pop-up ads. Mm, And um, when it's asking you to allow cookies, it says, like, yes, allow cookies or go and adjust settings. So you have to basically click yes, allow cookies. Like, all those little manipulative things are called dark patterns, and this episode's really good.
0: Oh, cool. I can't wait to watch it.
1: Everyone, go and watch it. Nick, I think that's about all we have time for today.
0: That's all I've got.
1: Where can the people find you?
0: On the shit Show Instagram, uh, the shit Show underscore, 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 underscore.
1: Yeah, times five. Just chuck in times five. If you start typing in the shit Show, it should pop It'll up. It'll pop up. Yeah.
0: We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, basically.
1: We're on Google Podcasts as well, Stitcher Acast, we're fucking everywhere i know we're annoying we're also on instagram at shit you should care about and i am on the other end of the morning newsletter the sisca daily newsletter highlight of my life you'll get a response if you email me there and basically thank you for giving a shit about the news this week and for listening to me and the broski talk shit
0: have a good week everybody
1: bye everyone planning for your next trip